0: I was studying recently a surah, surah ar uh, with one of my teachers Sheikh Kihlan Abdillah may Allah preserve him, and he mentioned some wonderful points and I said, you know what? Let me try and present that in 35 minutes even though I've only been given 20 and 18 seconds. So let's see what happens. Surah Ar-Rum, folks, yeah, it's known as the Romans because Rome refers to the Romans, but technically speaking, it's Byzantium, or the Byzantines, which is a sick name. It sounds much better than Romans, right? So obviously, you've got to get kind of academic when you want to understand these more technical names. So to call it Romans is fine, but for our intent and purpose, at that time it meant the West, and today it means the West, whatever that is. Just want to mention a few verses from this surah, and then I want to give you a little bit of, يعني, some reflections. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Bada 'Aud bil-Lahimina Shaytanir Rahim Alif Lamim Ghulbatir Rum Fi The Byzantines, the Romans, have been defeated in a nearby land. But they will reverse their defeat with a victory in just a few years' time. God is in control, in command, first and last. On that day, the believers will rejoice at God's help. He helps whoever He pleases. He is the Almighty, the Most Merciful. This surah is a knockout surah. For those who are maybe a bit rusty on it, this is the surah in the Quran. That's min ayatihi, woman ayatihi, woman ayatihi, min ayatihi. Again, verse after verse after verse after verse, and it's the only one in the Quran that has this nature. And from his signs is this, and from his signs is that. So this is the reflective surah where you're meant to really think about the verses of Allah, the signs of Allah, the implication that He's trying to give. So this is a surah which absolutely is asking you to look behind the scenes. (laughs) Khulibat rom Rome will be defeated or has been defeated. And, but they will come back. They will also come back and defeat their, their enemies who defeated them in just a few years. We need some context, folks. When the Muslims came on the scene, we were a minority. When the Muslims came onto the scene, Shirk was the norm. Shirk, monotheism, atheism, same thing. Anything but the worship of Allah alone. So if you worship anything, whether it's an idol or an idea or whatever, you are a mushrik. And the world was united in this ideology. When it comes to the concept of shirk, the Persians were the leaders in the world. The mushrikeen in in terms of the Quraysh, they were, as you know, idol worshippers, but they had a natural a natural partner in the Persians. And so therefore, when it came to the rise of people of divinity, people of the scripture, those who want to worship Allah alone and claim to have prophets and a book and get rid of idolatry, then we are all their enemy. So the Persians and the Quraysh, you've got to see them as one, which is why when the Romans were defeated, the Romans were the big empire and the Persians in the East, the Romans are the West, that's what the West is today, characterized, and the Persians on the other side. And these two mighty empires were at war with one another. And when the Persians finally eventually defeated the Romans, it was a huge moment for mushrikeen everywhere. And they rejoiced. And the Muslims were sad. And that's the first lesson from this surah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them that they've been defeated, but in a few years they're going to also take over, which was not conceivable at that time. In actual fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, That on that day, the believers will be very, very happy when the Romans take back over again. The Romans, who are the Romans to us? Nothing. They were a Christian nation. It had nothing to do with the Muslims. Later on, when we, when the Prophet ﷺ himself came into power and the Islamic Empire spread and he sent his envoys to the world, he sent it to Najash in Africa, he sent it to Muqauqas in Egypt, he sent it to the, uh, the Persian ruler, the uh, Kisra, he sent it to Heraclius, the emperor of, of Byzantine or Rome, uh, Rome and telling them that accept Islam or oh, there's going to be trouble. You have to understand that we are not yani, interested in yani, just focusing our religion here, but we're here to spread it we had people, we had to call people to this deen and some people were good, some people were bad, some people delayed, but the Islamic empire spread like wildfire and we took over virtually the whole world, all the way into China even. This was the highlight of the Islamic empire in history, we know that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despite us yani being in so much power, before then we were expected to be happy with the eventual victory of the Romans in a revenge against the Persians. Which indicates something to us, a very important lesson. That when we're speaking on this subject right now, this is not hating. This is not self-hate against our nation. I am and you are here all very proud British, uh, British citizens and Westerners. When we speak critically about life, this is because all citizens should be critical about the standards that they live in and the country that they live in and should not be ashamed about it at all. And even if we criticize aspects of their culture and their civilization and likewise ours as well and their religion and likewise our religious practices and cultural practices that have followed them, we shouldn't be ashamed of that. We are not here hating. This is not making them the enemy. In actual fact, we've just given the evidence to show that the believers themselves were happy even with the Roman victory because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to be happy with systems that might not be completely perfect. They're not worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. It's not the religious state, it's not an Islamic state, but it protects our rights. It's better than the enemy, it gives us more benefits than harm. And so Allah tells us that the believers were happy and He praises that. He doesn't criticize the response of the believers. Think about what happens today. You have some Muslims in this country where if you say, Oh, I want England to beat Denmark. I want us to beat Pakistan, for example. Cricket, for example. For a pack to support Pakistan now, to support England, sorry, and not Pakistan when they're touring, it's seen as treason. In actual fact, to support your country, something absolutely fine. Culturally, it's unacceptable. You have some Muslims who make it unacceptable. This has nothing to do with the aqeedah. Supporting where you live, being happy with your conditions is something fine. Something okay. And on that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that believers will be happy bin with the help that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by the way, this is the same as also the happiness of the companions when they went to Africa and lived under non-Muslims as well. In safety, when they took refuge from the mushrikeen. They made du'a for their Najashi who was non-Muslim at that time. They made du'a to to have the state protected against their invaders because they were benefiting. So I want you to understand that when we reflect critically, it's not because we hate, but because we care. And Western civilization, brothers and sisters, is under threat. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indicated just as Rome was defeated then, it then rose and it will fall again like all civilizations will. Just look at what happened to Islam. In the time of the Prophet and the Companions, Islam was spread everywhere. It was the golden period. After that, when the Umayyad Empire came in, it started to fall. The Abbasid Empire came in, it started to collapse. Then the the, uh, 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 kingdoms and empires in between, small warring, and then the Ottomans came. The Usmaniyun, they brought some Izzah back. You guys all know about that, Irtughul, whatever, the 36 hour episodes. 56 million yani episodes in a season. Yani, subhanAllah. When we were young, we used to complain against our mom, she put the Bollywood movie on, it wouldn't finish for five hours. Now my dad comes and pulls out Yani his phone and he says to my mom, hold my tea. Yeah? And one episode is two Bollywood movies. Amazing subhanallah how times change. I remember my dad, he's always cussing my mom. Always, yani, what are you doing? Watching this book yani, it for all day. And then my dad goes, Oh, this is Dini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Islam hai, yeah. Anyway. Ottomans held it down, we know that. They had a great, great period. But then on the industrial, uh, when the Industrial Revolution happened, it was the rise of the West. And then the imperialist the invasions around the world and they had their, they wanted some of the cake and they had it proper. They had the right to, they got the power. So the rise of the British, the rise of the French, the rise of the Chinese, the Europe and America followed. And since then, exactly as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi predicted, you will be many that day but the rest of the nations will come and they will eat from you like they are. They will just destroy you like they're eating from a plate. Companions can't believe it because they're living in such a time of power and izzah and glory and honor. How is that going to happen? And the Prophet ﷺ said, because on that day, even though you are many, you will love this dunya. dunya الدنيا you will hate death. And you will be many in number, but you'll be like the foam, meaningless, just fluff. Like the foam and the scum on the sea. This is the exact hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And so from that moment, as we have fallen, we are now enjoying safety and relative prosperity in the Western nations. We need to reflect what has happened to the Muslims in history. Are we repeating it? Because what I've just spoken about to some people is like, I might as speaking Japanese. People don't know anything about Islamic history. And if you don't know your history, then you're going to be doomed to repeat it as they keep telling us. And I want you to know that the only way that we go back to power and honor is to go back to the Qur'an. Go back to that one thing which unified and gave us power in the first generation, in the first time, in our glory moments. It was the Qur'an. It was a focus on the Qur'an, understanding the Qur'an, applying the Qur'an, living the Qur'an, believing it properly. Not just this kind of, you know, approach that we have today where it's read on special occasions and we don't actually even try to invest or believe that we should actually invest time properly and understand it and apply it. So, just look at some of the verses in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it's not random, remember, nothing in the Quran is random. And so, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about a surah which you could name today the West, because the Romans of today is the West, whatever the West means, because even that's a nebulous, vague idea which we can't even hold down. But Europe, what's South Africa, what's that fall under? How do we know? Australia, that's not in the West, but it's very, very much East, but it's very much on the principles of the West. So, What actually does it mean to be the West? And now with the Muslim countries that follow absolutely everything, not just in culture, but in values, ethics, and now belief as well, maybe this is not just a lesson and it should be called the rise and fall of the West, but the rise and fall of the world civilizations that stick to certain values which are not the values of Allah. That is maybe a more appropriate title. So, for example, Allah says later on in the surah, They only know the outer surface of this present life and are heedless of the life to come. That's referring to the people of so called successful civilizations. And this is what you see today. You see their incomplete focus on this dunya, the focus on secularism and the focus on materialism, and the focus on the this and now, and the complete absence of accountability and the akhirah. Whenever you see people ill or they die, he had a good innings, he played a good knock, YOLO. Yani, super focus on the now. When you think about your work, or your education, or society, how many times do you actually hear anything, any time, any research even? This is meant to be the empirical, scientific community. Where's the research? Where's the money? Where's the investment? So look what happens after death. Not a care or concern in the world. People are actually happy. Yeah, You know what it is, it doesn't matter what happens. As long as I have a good time here. It's crazy. As Allah says exactly, that they are from they are completely heedless of what's to come. And that's what's happening now to the Muslims as well. We're starting to love this dunya so much. So much. And I ask you a question that you go back and now reflect on. As Muslims yourself, you're all in social media, you all have friends that are Muslims, non-Muslims. Nowadays, people are a lot more aware of what they post because they have work colleagues, school friends, neighbors. And so they don't just you know write Islamic stuff, they write kind of general stuff, you know, so not to insult anyone, not to upset anyone. So I put to you, how is anyone going to be upset by you speaking about Allah and Jannah and Nar, speaking of what to do to get Jannah and describing it and, and speaking about things to stop you going to the, to the fire and then describing it? It's basic stuff, it's in the Qur'an. When was the last time that you openly, proudly posted on your social media account describing Jannah and Naar? The Muslims themselves are paralyzed in fear about speaking about the Akhirah because community, because of the wider society doesn't believe in it, doesn't want it. That's an impact of people who act, who believe in this dunya over the Akhira. That's a sign that civilization will not continue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And one of his signs is that he created you from dust, and lo and behold, you became human and scattered far and wide. Western civilization has dropped the idea of creationism, dropped the idea that we come from this statement of. كون of being, it is that you were created from dust, no yani, evolution, no Darwinism. Try to come with an, with an alternative, you are backward, you are against science. This is something which in, it led to its natural conclusion. The belief that we are not yani, in control, but Allah is in control, is going to be a devastating blow to the development of civilization. And then in the very next verse, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ مِنْ أَنْ أَزْوَاجًا وَرَحْمَةٌ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ And from his signs is that he created spouses from amongst you for you to live with in tranquility and he ordained between you love and kindness. There truly are signs in this for those who reflect. A very clear statement that for man and woman, the natural state is in the institution of marriage that it comes at the role of gender, that the place of sexuality is between man and woman. And when you start to disrupt this, you disrupt the family. And when you disrupt the family, then you disrupt society. If you want to destroy society, then you attack the family structure. And what is civilization without society? And at this moment in time, we are not just being taught that we need to explore, and we need to understand, we need to accept any new ideas and structures and roles for genders and human beings. But our children are being forced to accept it as well. This is something which shouldn't just be a worry for the Muslims. This is not a religious issue. Let's make it a pure Western materialistic secular issue. Let's make it an issue of maths. Let's make it an issue of science. There is a real existential crisis in this country and in the West. Because the only way that society and civilization continues is if it continues. Surprise, surprise. And if you cannot continue because you believe that men and women's objective in relationships is their own pleasure and not the recreation and not the replacement with respect to the fertility rates, then civilization, surprise, surprise, is gonna come to an end. And in this country and in the West, we are miles off what is required. International requirements are 2.1 children average per family to allow the society to continue, to allow family to reproduce and continue in a healthy way. We're half of that in these countries. Half, half, there is a proper crisis. If we do not put social and financial value on parenting and families, there will be no further civilization. And I just want you to say, by the way, massive shout out to the Muslims, immigrants coming here and keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Massive shout out coming here, I'm breeding like rabbits, Bismillah, Allah. we are saving the West, spreading sharia law and Muslimic Reagans, giving them our kids, who would have thunk it, who would have thunk it, Wallahi, I'm telling you, a lot of people are super naive and Europe is so nice to people, bro, they need us, nice to people, immigration is needed. Immigration is the stopgap, that's how you feel, the fact that no one wants kids, everyone wants to enjoy their life, they want extra money, focusing on career, then they get too late and nobody wants to do kids because you know, you're too old or whatever. So let's get immigrants in. At least they work hard, they got some family structure, the kind of things that we should be doing, but you know what I mean, they work, they get taxes, they support themselves, support the numbers, keep the game going and look after all us when we get old. We're seriously holding it down so on a, a, on a separate note I mean obviously this is a reflection on recent civilization there's a very serious point there this is a scientific mathematical point forget you know, the controversy over what we believe in gender you know, appropriation whatever it's actual facts and the Muslims themselves don't make trouble make chai and make babies khalas <laughs> is it not so <laughs> I didn't try to be serious and you guys want to keep making jokes now on a, and it would be bad, especially with protect this house being advertised and everything. The family structure is absolutely essential for Muslims to protect because at this moment in time, the prevalent rate is that 50% of all marriages end up in divorce. In this country, there are more people who are divorced or single than not married. And single people are like free radicals. And free radicals is pure instability. You put it in any system, they go around and destroy everything. That's why single people are dangerous. I've been saying that all my life. Okay. Married people, you might hate each other, but at least it's stable. Look at mom and dad, they're not exactly supermodels are they? But they keep it stable. You know what I mean? Right? There might not be any huge expressions of love, they don't touch each other, any, you know, goodbye kiss, see your love. All right, I get it. But they keep things stable, isn't it? It's not a free radical atom nuclear bomb about to go off, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? So, I wanna to say to you that Muslims have an added impetus and we know, folks, we know, all of us, that uh, divorce isn't the old kind of, you know, couple of weeks, couple of months together. We don't get along, let's separate for the sake of it. We all now know that we have a crisis in our middle-aged marriages now as well. People have been together 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. That never used to happen. I know this. It never used to happen. But now we've got people in their 30s and 40s. They've got kids, 10, 15, 20 years old. They're now saying, no, that's enough now. We, we didn't, I, I'll sacrifice. I can't stand being with you. There's a big message in this eye to those people as well. And there's too many loveless marriages and there's too merciless marriages, marriages only work when you have both. And when you're young, it's very easy to love one another. Very, very easy because passion gets you all the way. But then you're going to have to get old and you get flabby and you got to wake up to Fajr face every morning and you know that's rough. (laughs) No man loving the world is going to help you. Yeah, Fajr face is, So, so, mercy you need in buckets bro, buckets. And you see, it's funny, right? But that's the reason that the order is in the the Qur'an. Qur'an, nothing random. Order, never random. Mawaddatan is what kicks relationships off. There has to be some attraction. There has to be passion. But ultimately, it's going to be mercy that's going to carry it through. So to all the believers here who are married or trying to get married, remember this, that if you are not charitable and forgiving to your spouse, then you will end up in the wrong side of the fitrah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His and his objective for men and for women ومن آياته خلق السموات والأرض واختلاف ألسنتكم وألوانكم إن في ذلك لآيات للعالمين and another of his signs is the creation of the heavens and the earth and the diversity of your language and your colors. There are truly signs in this for those who know Allah didn't create us the same color, didn't create us the same language. He did that intentionally for us to know one another, to promote one another, to celebrate one another. We are not meant to hate each other because we look different and we speak different. And at this moment in the so-called Western civilization states, they are leading the race of anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, anti-black racism. The whole system of fairness and love for one another based upon humanity is falling down and don't just think it's a Western kafir thing the Muslims mashallah got plenty of game in this ask the Asians in the Arab lands and you tell them yeah I what they think of racism ask black folks in any Asian land to ask them what they think any yeah, racism exists in the Muslim community Muslims will always follow the wider trends even when it's against what Allah and His Messenger want. So it's not just any criticism of the West, it is criticism of everything that we think is civilized, which is against the deen of Allah. وَمِنْ And from His signs, it's your sleep by night, and by day, and you're seeking His bounty. There truly are signs in this for those who can hear. The sleep is meant to be for nighttime, not 24-hour working, not zero contracts, not this that we have, this 24-hour machine of just producing, producing, producing. It's ruining families. We're not meant to have this system where we just want, 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 consume, consume, consume. This is not how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created in sand to work, and the resources that are now absolutely desperately depleted. This creates its own stresses on the dunya. This creates people then to go to places they shouldn't. Then they start to innovate. They start to change the creation of Allah. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? al-fasadu barri wal bima kasabat Corruption has flourished on land and sea as a result of people's actions and He will make them taste the consequences of their criminality so that they may then come back to Allah He will teach them a lesson because of what they do The corruption, the capitalist objective where every single thing is worth it All rights are to be sacrificed for the profit motive فَأَقْنْ حَنِيفَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسَ عَلَيْهَا لَا You must stick upon to the fitr of Allah. There is no creation that is to be changed. There is no changing of this creation. And what are we doing? We're not happy with ourselves. Change the eyes, nose, this, that, bodies, that. Too short, too thin, too this, too that. Everything is up for grabs. Find me a surgeon. As long as you can do it. Do it. I'm not happy. Change, change, change. The nature of Allah. We are ruining the ocean. Ruining the land. Ruining the farming. Genetic modifications. Overuse of antibiotics. Look at this mess we've created. Coronavirus which has now terrified the world. Made us all racist against Chinese. Anyone moves, we like, what the heck's happening Brought out the worst in us look what happens everybody's terrified we're starting to hate one another عم... بعض... بعض Allah said it clearly so they will do and get what they earned what their hands did and why will they suffer they will suffer themselves because of the consequences of what they did this is what's happening now who's thinking these are the signs these are the signs. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa min towards the end of the surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us how we protect ourselves. Turn back to him. Turn back to Allah and His Deen and His system and His absolute pure fitra. Don't mess around too much. Don't change the system too much. Don't destroy all the resources. Don't destroy the people. Be happy where Allah wants you to be and establish the prayer because every nation was told to establish the prayer and every nation abandoned the prayer, which is why the prayer is mentioned here. Look at all this stuff going left, right, this, And suddenly the prayer comes up. Random? Random? Allah does random? Allah does nothing random. And so when He tells us to pray, we recognize that's the solution. Turn it back to Allah, praying, min al mushrikeen, And don't be of those people who worship something other than Allah. Because if you are worshiping, if you are not worshipping Allah, you are worshipping something else. You are worshipping an ideology, or a religion, or an idol, or an ism, or your social media, or a music, or a celebrity star, or football, or X, whatever. But you are worshipping something else. And when you turn away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then society will fall, civilization will fall. It doesn't matter what civilization that is. And folks, that's not me hating, and I close on this. This is not me, and he's saying this. Yeah, because I'm gonna do my Googling. Peter Turchin, evolutionary anthropologist at the University of Connecticut, said that, that the rise of the West, the fall is now imminent. Matish Shariah, mathematician at the University of Maryland. Joseph Tainter, anthropologist at Utah State University, author of The Collapse of Complex Societies. Ask, ask the historian Ian Morris, Stanford University in California, author of, uh, author of Why the West Rules for Now. This is not an Islamic uh, conspiracy. It's not Muslims hating. This is the time for all people of all citizens in the industrialized, civilized West to reflect upon what they're doing to this world. What to reflect upon how they're changing the fitrah and the intention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for insan. To reflect upon the consequences of their action. We don't need all these people. But I just, you know, for those who like science and math and, and the sciences, there you go. Just read the book of Allah. For us, just read the book of Allah. Think about it, reflect upon what He says. So we started at the beginning. We mentioned seven ayat in the middle. Look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closes out Surah Al-Rum. And I close. al Qur'an min kulli in this Qur'an, we have set out every kind of possible example before the people. Yet if you, O Prophet, brought them a miracle, the disbelievers would say, Ha, you're only any lies, nonsense, dealing only in falsehood. And this is the way that Allah seals the hearts of those who do not know. فَصْبِرْ Be patient everybody Hang on in there Hang on in there Because indeed the promise of Allah is true And do not And do not Do not let those people who do not believe And have no certainty Make you move away from yours Those people who have no belief, no certainty, nothing to hold on to, you have. Don't let them take you away from yours.